despite the distance between uh, Mexico and Ukraine and what is happening in that part of the world, we all know that the, that the world has become smaller uh, nowadays. And uh, it is not only the size of the world, but the relevance of maintaining the uh, international relations, the relevance of maintaining uh, peace in the world, the relevance of uh, keeping uh, in the world the possibility to continue growing and of solving so many critical problems that exist and that um, war only makes things worse. As for me, like uh, during like first day, especially, I was trying to understand and to find solutions, uh, like to find explanations, what, 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 what's going on and uh, uh, what is the essence of this war. And at this moment, especially after information from Bucha, my understanding of this war became simple and clear. So it's a war against humanistic, democratic and liberal societies, where Ukraine is just a first target. For clarity for Mexicans in general, start from the beginning. And the beginning is, uh, what is it that uh, sparked this war? What ignited, what triggered this war? What we would like to understand and see your perspective on your analysis on why is it that uh, Moscow decided to wage war on Ukraine? What are the, the rationale? What is the rationale, the end game that they have? This war started not 24 of February 20, 2022, eight years ago. And I would like to better understand, I was born in Donetsk. I, I lived in Donetsk. I studied in Donetsk. And only last uh, nearby uh, eight years, uh, I live and work in, in Kiev. And for me, uh, this war, starting eight years ago, has a very uh, personal face. What you can say about the situation when you, during uh, eight years, you uh, lost third house. It's third house. First house was my, my boss and business was in Donetsk. In 2014, I, uh, I cut in any connection with my business, with my house. I forgot about everything. In the first week of March, I lost my house. It's a region 30 kilometers from the butcher where it was one of the most difficult situation of the war at the beginning of this war. And so my house was, I, uh, I, uh, I lost in uh, two weeks ago when I, took my mother 85 years from the region uh, on the north of the Donetsk region. Do you understand? For me, it's a terrible situation, but I'm uh, not only alone. In my country, in our country, it's uh, when the millions of people, the same situation. And these millions of Ukrainians asking, what is it and why? Of course, very difficult to calculate everything uh, very attentively because this is war. But according to our uh, uh, estimations, uh, nearby 30%, 30%, of our businesses stopped. You can imagine what is it. And 50% of Ukrainian business working partly. It's uh, very difficult because this is millions of the uh, uh, working place. 
people, a lot of millions of the Ukrainian small and medium-sized business who had uh, their dreams. They had the dreams to make more bigger their business, to travel, to <laughs> increase uh, families, etc. And now everything is stopped. And this is 21st century. We are in the practically the center of Europe. Uh, in the uh, we uh, uh, in the world where everything is possible, where uh, we have a, a big international organization like United Nations, sometimes Council, etc. We uh, believe what this organization in such type uh, of the dramatic situation can stop, but we see the situation, uh, the war continuing, uh, practically the second month. The Ukrainian became, due to the base situation, more, if I can say, stronger, unique, and uh, due to this situation, if, if I can say, like in the, uh, what we became uh, more stronger, like in nations. And that very important. We have a cue to the army. People who would like to protect their, uh, their country. And most important, uh, people would like to uh, not only stop, but we would like to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to feel, uh, to demonstrate what Ukraine is a nation with the big future. The situation with Ukraine, it's not only a question for uh, uh, the war between Ukraine and Russia. This is a huge question to the, all the world. And we needed to find the right solutions to protect uh, the situation in, in Ukraine, but also to protect uh, any more, not repeat this situation in the future. The current Russian government has a, uh, has a certain vision for its role in the, in the world. And uh, this vision is uh, based on, uh, on the fact that they building their own kind of a country, their own sort of in, with, with their own ideas. And uh, the way they see that uh, country around them, uh, they need to be um, essentially either enemies or they should be uh, dependents. For all these years, Russia has been cultivating inside it, itself and, uh, and outside this, this uh, feeling of the hostility to the, to the Western world. Uh, feeling of the competition and the feeling that uh, Western world uh, creates some sort of a, a threat for, for, for Russia, which of course uh, is not the case. I mean, the Western world is mainly concerned about like building its own prosperity, securing its uh, you know businesses and uh, economies and, uh, and and so on. And uh, uh, of course, and you know, no 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 military strategy of a single country had uh, uh, had Russia as a, some sort of a target. And obviously, NATO was for Russia always as a as a as a threat, as they as they said. However, despite the fact that in none of the NATO strategies ever, uh, Russia was considered as a target either. Ukraine, uh, some time ago, decided to become uh, fully integrated into the uh, international democratic space, politically, economically, uh, which was based on uh, on Ukrainians' understanding of uh, the values in, in which and, and the type of the country which we want to live in. Russia considered that as a uh, as unacceptable. Uh, Russia considered that Ukraine has to be a Russian uh, uh, dependent state something where Russia can impose its policies, impose its governments and impose its way of living and their way of governing. The point is that Ukraine has totally different Ukrainians and Ukraine as a country and Ukrainian people and civil society has a total, have a total different 
different opinion about that. And we we're not considering that after 30 years of independence, where most of the people active population and uh, you know grew up or uh, born were born or or or, or realized themselves as the professionals and the individuals and so on under the independent in, in independent Ukraine, uh, we don't even consider for a second that for some reason because. Uh, some dictator somewhere else decided that we should no longer be a free nation and we should no longer be an independent nation. You know, as any other independent nation, we want to remain independent because this is the way we we think of themselves and this is the natural way of developing the country. The war eight years, which they started eight years ago, was also followed by massive information operations. They uh, put a lot of investments, a lot of capabilities into trying to explain why they're doing this. So the the international leaders decided that this is a sort of legitimate operation eight years ago. And indeed, they succeeded in a lot of the areas. And uh, many European politicians, for example, they were kind of trying to explain why Russia is doing. But more importantly, they tried to uh, try to find ways how to deal with Russia, like economically and so on. Uh, they tried to do the same with this uh, war, but uh, the uh, because it was completely unprovoked, because it's completely unexplainable from international law perspective, and particularly because it's followed by all these atrocities and, and terror, they find it, uh, it, 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 it obviously failed. And uh, in the Western space, like in European, American, and uh, Northern America, sort of information space, uh, people are very clearly understanding that Putin is a war criminal, and what he's doing is doesn't make much sense. But uh, in some regions, like Middle East, like India, for example, they still try to dominate the information space and they still try to push their narratives. I know that there are some companies which try to take advantage and when uh, some companies leave, the other ones are taking their place in the market and try to actually even grow sales and continue doing uh, uh, with Russia, explaining this with the necessity to build value for shareholders and so on and so on. These companies need to realize that they actually, in the long run, destroying the value of the shareholders because while they're making investments on growth in Russia, it's just a matter of time when they will also have to leave. If you deal with Syria and with North Korea, you're no longer dealing with Western world. That's it. It's it's very clear. So the same thing would be with Russia, uh, because what Putin is doing is very uh, similar, or just on a larger scale, what what, what Assad regime was doing in Syria. But what we do see is many companies, for example, playing that quote Chamberlain card, continuing to do business in Russia continuing to pay taxes in Russia, clearly that those taxes are being collected and used to finance and fund the war. They're not being used for development of the eastern part of Russia, roads, schools. Take a look at what you see outside of Moscow and St. Petersburg in terms of the development of the Russian country. It's not being used for the economy. It's not being used for education. So every company that has made the choice to stay in Russia today, to continue to pay taxes, to continue to finance, is acting like a chamberlain in its own way. One of the reasons this is happening now, I mean, there are many reasons, and they mentioned many of them. In my belief, one of them is because Ukraine has, is, is showing that it, it can be successful. Over the last eight years, notwithstanding an ongoing war in, in, in Donbass and the illegal occupation and annexation of Crimea, Ukraine's economy was growing. Ukraine's middle class was becoming stronger. Ukraine's IT community was becoming one of the best in the world. Ukraine uh, had enjoyed freedoms that Russians don't enjoy, freedoms of speech, freedoms of media, freedom of religion, freedom of sexual orientation. All of this was happening in, in the next door neighbor, which is part of his imperial mythology. And he had, I think, 
every day to face that with each day, Ukraine was becoming a stronger, a stronger, independent, Slavic, free democracy. And we still have an enormous amount of work and reform to do. But what we have is an incredibly active civil society and the country continues to get better. From my perspective, becoming a, a, a member of the European Union is absolutely in the cards. Um, it is for all the reasons I've mentioned, we are an incredibly important economic part of Europe. We have now shown that we live and die by the values of the European Union. We said that in 2014, we're living it eight years later. And I think that NATO is a question that is, in my opinion, flipped upside down. NATO ought to want Ukraine now. Ukraine is the single country in the world, single country in the world that has had direct combat and successful combat experience with Russia. Thank you for, uh, for all of this information uh, to understand a little bit more about this conflict. And I just uh, uh, vote for the, uh, for the renewal of uh, world peace uh, as soon as possible and for the uh, reestablishment of uh, international relations according to uh, international law. <laughs>